Welcome back, Crimeaholics. It is your host, Kinsey, and I am here this week with the Missing Mondays episode. Missing Mondays was a segment that was created because at any given time, 90,000 people are missing in the U.S. While some are found alive or deceased, the majority of them are still missing today. It is my goal with Crimeaholics to keep missing persons' name and information in the media to aid in their return home the best that I can. Those that are still missing today are families' loved ones. Those families experience heartache each and every day not having answers to why their loved one is no longer with them. As I was researching this Missing Mondays case, I have discovered that Liberty and Montgomery counties in Texas have a very large number of women missing. There is currently 40 women who are missing between both counties. One of those women is a beautiful woman by the name of Danielle Sleeper. Danielle Sleeper is a Caucasian female who went missing on March 22nd, 2015 at the age of 32. She has big, beautiful hazel eyes, long brown hair, and she stands at 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighs approximately 120 to 130 pounds. At the time of Danielle's disappearance, she was living in Magnolia, Texas with her current husband, Austin, and their three boys. According to Danielle's parents, her two older boys are her children from a previous marriage, and her youngest son is the baby that she had with her current husband, Austin. Danielle was known for being a really great mother. Most said it was as if she was just born to be a mom. She often was seen as almost a child herself by her friends and family because she heavily enjoyed engaging in all of the activities that her children took part in. There wasn't a day that went by that was not centered around Danielle's three boys. She always strived to make sure that their needs were met and was all about teaching them that life had so much to offer and how important it was for them to take advantage. And she took major pride in that. Danielle is a big family person who is very close with her parents, cousins, and her nieces and nephews. Not two days would go by without her checking in with all of her family. Outside of being a mom, Danielle had a wide love for all things DIY and would spend her free time refurnishing different items, and she had a real knack for it. Her family said that all of her projects would turn out looking phenomenal. Just one week prior to Danielle's disappearance, she had made friends with a woman who she had met through another friend. The two became close rather quick, and everything in Danielle's life at that point had seemed just peachy. But what some people were shocked by was that Danielle's two oldest boys had been removed from her home by CPS. Someone in Danielle's life had made a call to CPS stating that her current husband Austin had been physically abusing her two oldest boys. This ongoing battle with CPS had been going on for close to a year prior to her disappearance. As time would go on, Danielle and her close friends and family would find out that the person who made the call to CPS was Danielle's ex-husband, the oldest boy's father. With Danielle being known as the loving, nurturing mother she was, her close friends and family believed that there was no possible way that these allegations were true and this has to be a case of a bitter ex just trying to hurt the mother of his children, which we know that this happens often. Each and every one of them, unfortunately, would be dead wrong. Turns out that Austin, in fact, had been physically abusing her two oldest boys and this had been going on for quite some time. Many questioned how Danielle could have let this go on for so long, but her close friends 
and family have stated, now looking back on things and reanalyzing everything, Danielle's behavior when it came to Austin, for the most part, seemed rather fearful and she carried a lot of anxiety when it came to dealing with him. He was the type of person who would get so mad at Danielle for staying at the grocery store too long and when she would come home, he would start cussing and yelling at her if she bought anything that wasn't on the list that he made. Looking back now, they have even stated that the boy's behavior was also super off when it came to dealing with their stepdad. They would get often very quiet and shut off when he would come around. Once her boys were removed from their home, she was only able to see them just once a week at any location that was set by CPS. As a former foster parent myself, I can contest to the fact that these facilities aren't a place that feels very homey. Most of them are extremely uncomfortable and seem like an odd place for families to work towards rebuilding bonds with their children. They just seem very unwelcoming. A lot of the places and facilities that I have been in as a foster parent, most of them are rooms that are just made of cinder block. And this was something that Danielle often struggled with. During the week of her disappearance, nothing seemed out of the ordinary. Her being the social butterfly she was went out to dinner with her friends and her husband just earlier that week. And she was really looking forward to Saturday as she was going to be going to the facility to visit her boys and spend the majority of the day with them. On Friday, March 20th, 2015, just one day before the visit, Danielle was out shopping and she calls her mother to let her know that she was at the store buying up toys and different activities she could do with the boys during the visit. But after she was done, she would be coming to her home to stay the night. Danielle lived a little over an hour from the CPS facility so she would stay at her mom's every Friday night who lived not too far from the facility so the drive was easier on her. On that particular day, the area of Montgomery County was expected not to have the best weather. And if you are at all familiar with Texas and their storms, then you know that they tend to be pretty nasty. Just before Danielle leaves the store, a storm had started and Danielle makes the decision to not try to drive an hour to her parents' home that evening and she would just stay put with Austin. She calls her mother to let her know the change in plans but reassures her that she would call after seeing the boys to let her know how the visit went. This would be the very last time she ever hears from her daughter. As you can imagine, Danielle being the loving mother who devoted her whole life to her children, she was ecstatic to be able to see her boys that Saturday as she has not seen or talked to them since the Saturday prior. However, she would never make it to the visit. And it's not because she's missing just yet. It's because her husband Austin deliberately turned off all the alarms on her cell phone in hopes that she would oversleep and miss her visitation with the boys. Later that Saturday afternoon, Danielle meets up with a new friend of hers to go shopping in town. While the two women were there shopping, she confides in her friend that Austin did not want Danielle going to that visit because he did not want the boys back in the home and he was going to do whatever he had to do to make sure that Danielle would never get the boys back. Austin tells Danielle that he would rather the boys just go live with their father. She tells her friend that she is extremely pissed off at Austin, but she does her best to look past it for the sake of the barbecue that was being held amongst her group of friends. Saturday evening rolls around and Danielle is at their friend's home for the barbecue and she's awaiting the arrival of Austin and their youngest son. During the barbecue, everyone got along. They ate, the kids played, and everyone seemed to be enjoying their time. At the end of the night, it's now close to 1 a.m. and Danielle's husband tells her that it's time to leave. It's way too late and the three of them needed to get home. According to the friends at the barbecue, Danielle nor her son wanted to leave, but her husband insisted that it was time to go. The more she and her son refused to leave, the more angry, pissed off, irritated, and confrontational her husband got. 
Friends at the barbecue noticed that the more irritated Austin got, the more he would start getting in their son's face and yelling at him. And at this time, their baby was only three. There was no reason for him to be in his face yelling at him in the manner that he was. Danielle did what she could to stop Austin from mistreating their son, so she tells him to head to the car. She would go inside, grab their belongings, and she'd be out in just a few minutes. Even though Danielle had her own car there at her friend's house, she would ultimately drive home with Austin in his car and leave her car there at the friend's house. One of the friends who attended the barbecue lived not too far from there, and when he got home, he still had Danielle and her husband in his line of sight, and he said that the two of them were heated, they were arguing, they were screaming in each other's faces, and felt like he should intervene, but decided to mind his own business. The three of them got into his car and drove home. One of the friends who attended the barbecue had sent a text shortly after the couple left to ask if Danielle was okay over the situation, but Danielle never responded, and this was was not like her. On Sunday, that same group of friends had plans yet again to get together. Danielle and the friend she had gone to the grocery store with on Saturday during the afternoon had planned on helping each other dye their hair that day since they didn't get to do it on Sunday night like they had hoped. And the men in that group on Sunday were going to help one of the guys move some furniture while their girls did their hair. On Sunday, March 22nd, 2015, Austin shows up to that friend's house around 12.30 p.m. ready to help move furniture. But when he shows up, he shows up without Danielle. He tells Danielle's friend that she decided to stay home that day. She wasn't feeling good and she did not feel like coming out. What's so strange here is how Austin chooses to handle this entire situation. As Sunday rolls into Monday, Austin calls Danielle's mother on Monday morning around 8 a.m. to tell her that after he arrived home on Sunday, Danielle was not there and he still has not heard from her. Her mother sends her father Chuck out to Danielle's home to see if he could figure out what was happening. He stated that when he arrived to the home, he noticed that the home was overly clean, which was unusual for their house. One thing that really stuck out to him that seemed off was that the living room couch was spotless and this was typically not the case because Danielle didn't really ever sleep in the bed with Austin and she often slept on the couch. So if it's only Monday morning, why is the couch already completely spotless? Danielle's sister would also join her father out there at Danielle's home hoping to find some answers about her whereabouts. When questioned by his father and sister-in-law, Austin stuck to his story that he had no idea where she was and that she was home when he left to go to their friends and when he arrived back, she was gone. As they make calls out to their friends and family asking if they have seen Danielle, each friend and family states that they have not seen her. Her family finally makes it to a point on Monday evening where they start to urge Austin to call the police and report her missing. Austin is extremely reluctant and tells them that he's worried if he calls the cops that it'll look really bad on him because he already has charges pressed against him for child endangerment for abusing the older boys. This makes Danielle's family furious and they take things into their own hands. They call and report Danielle missing and shortly after they take to the streets with flyers desperate for answers. As word gets out that Danielle's sleeper is missing, tips start rolling in, but nothing is holding up. According to Danielle's family, within just a few days of her disappearance, the police tell her family over and over that they believe that Danielle had just walked away from her life. 
which is highly unusual for police to conclude so early on when a person goes missing and they happen to be married or in a relationship. They always turn to the significant other pretty quickly and begin digging into them. Danielle's family has said that this is not the case whatsoever for their daughter. After the first initial questioning with Austin, there has been hardly any follow-up. Austin told authorities that Danielle wanted to stay home and when he returned on Sunday, Danielle was gone and she never returned home. Her family feels that the police took Austin's word really strongly without doing a thorough investigation. They said that Austin gave them permission to look around their home, but because they said that nothing looked out of the ordinary in the home, Danielle must have had a mental breakdown from the stress in her life and just chose to walk away. However, her family knows her better than that, and they know she would just never walk away. So they beg police to really take a look into Austin because they believe in their hearts whatever happened to Danielle that night happened either in their truck or on the way home. It would be many months before police would finally take a look at Austin's truck. By the time police take a look at his truck, any possible evidence that could have been found was completely wiped away as Austin had been seen cleaning his truck just days after Danielle went missing. As time goes on, her family is realizing that the police are convinced that Danielle walked away and they likely have no plans to ever do a full investigation, despite them going and doing the work themselves. They have basically drawn up a timeline of events that would only leave one real possibility, and that it is no case of her daughter running away and that this was a case of foul play. It is May 23rd, 2020, and her family is no closer to getting any answers as to what happened to their daughter. They are pleading for anyone to look into her case and to help bring their daughter home. As of right now, Danielle's picture is on 32 different billboards spanning from Harris, Montgomery, Galveston, Fort Bend, and Austin counties. However, it's been seven years since she has been missing and her family feels it is just not enough. Danielle Sleeper is missing from Magnolia, Texas, and she went missing on March 22, 2015 at the age of 32. She's a Caucasian female with brown hair and hazel eyes who stands at 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighs approximately 120 to 130 pounds. If you have any information about the disappearance of Danielle Sleeper, you are encouraged to call the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office at 281-259-6416. If you haven't already, I highly encourage you to join our Cryoholics podcast discussion group on Facebook or join us on Instagram where I will have pictures of Danielle posted. Cryoholics, as always, be aware and take care.